Hi, Brian. Sylvia here. I have enjoyed listening to Jesus Smart for over a year and a half now and have been greatly blessed by encouraging words, thought-provoking conversations, and sound doctrine. Keep up the good work. Hey there, I'm really pleased to have you with us today on the podcast. Brian Del Turco here, Jesus Smart the Podcast. This is episode 160. It's the second part of a dynamic conversation, really, with Bruce Colbert, Heaven's Secret Sauce, the Image of God in the Earth. You can go back and catch part one in episode 158. Today, part of our focus is the cultivation of creation, how the image of God in us We release the latent potential of God's created order. Have you ever thought about salvation in Christ as a recall? Because of the fall, Jesus' call to us is a recall to be restored in Him and to really elevate and heighten the image of God in us through the born-again experience and as we develop in Christ and in his kingdom. It's meant to be a continuous process. How we find our life in Christ's kingdom enterprise, our life story, the seasons of our life, the assignments that we pursue in the seasons, it's all part of a life narrative which fits into the larger mega narrative of Christ's kingdom enterprise. And the ecclesia, the church, how it's meant to be in the public space, and it's for societal good. That's what we believe Jesus meant in part when he said, I will build my ecclesia, really a secular Greek and Roman construct, which was uh, societal in nature. I will build my ecclesia, Jesus says. So we talk about that in relationship to the image of God in us and our place in the ecclesia with others. So glad you're on the podcast today. You can check out the show notes page for this episode at jesussmart.com slash image of God. Manifold Ministries, check it out, manifoldministries.com. Stephen Lauterbach is the uh, purveyor, the founder of this emerging platform. It's a guild of content creators, and Jesus Smart is there. We're pleased about that. Of course, it's on Apple, Podbean, all the major podcast channels, We encourage you to share today's episode with one or two of your friends and give them an opportunity to connect with this great content which Bruce is bringing today. I'm excited about a second podcast which is launched and it's just now developing and going out to the various podcast platforms, Wild Ox. Each episode highlights a fresh kingdom prayer dynamic and then we activate a prayer edge in culture, society, and the nation's Welcome to the Wild Ox Podcast. Tight episodes, 10 minutes or less. This is Brian Del Turco. Each episode highlights a fresh kingdom prayer dynamic, and then we activate a prayer edge in culture, society, and the nations. Psalm 92:10, my horn, a symbol of strength and warfare, you have exalted like a wild ox. I have been anointed with fresh oil. You can take these prayer dynamics and prayer edges right into your private prayer time, and you can spark prayer with others too. Untamed, strong prayers for our time. Pray with me.
With each one of these episodes under 10 minutes, you can take uh, Kingdom Prayer Dynamics and the prayer theme right into your personal prayer time and even into your connection with others in prayer. We believe in untamed, fearsome prayer for culture, society, and the nations. Again, for notes and more, watch for wildoxpodcast.com going live soon. Right now, you can hear it at podbean.com. Well, our special guest is Bruce Colbert, a former pastor. He now serves as the executive director of a nonprofit that works with uh, benevolent needs and equipping churches to meet those needs and helping individuals to be empowered economically and in other ways. It's a great conversation. I had the opportunity to sit down with Bruce in a coffee shop. Here it is. It's the privilege, right? The privilege of, of God inviting us alongside of what he's doing and being a part of it. Because he could have done it all himself. It's always been about partnership. Is that safe to say? Absolutely. It's never been just about God. Yes. And it's certainly not yeah. just about you. Right. right. It's always been God and man from Eden onward. That's the archetype. I think so. I mean, that's that's uh, you look at man and he is the, the way he's presented in Genesis. He's the crowning achievement of creation. Yeah. God builds this world, he forms it, he fills it, and then he puts man in the center of it. With woman. With woman. We haven't even got into that half of male, Yeah, John female. Eldridge and Stacey Eldridge actually Love say them. that woman is the actual super crowning achievement of God's creation. You know, I'm glad you thing. said that because my wife came to me the other day and says, you know what, Bruce? She reminds you of that? You're, <laughs> you're, you're the head, but I'm the crown. You know, I've heard it said, you're the head, I'm the neck. You're, she's saying I'm the crown. I'm the crown. Not the neck, the crown. And he was incomplete until she came. Yes. And he could not fully do his thing until she came. Yes. And of course, they could not procreate until she came. They could right. not fill the earth, subdue it. Right. So it's a real deal. It is. It's a, God it's, is restoring women today, isn't he, in the body of Christ and the kingdom? It's a, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. There's a lot of mystery in it, as Paul says. A lot right? of mystery, Ephesians uh, 5. Yeah. There's he a, says, I'm really talking about Christ in the church, but he acknowledges the mystery of man and woman in marriage. Yeah. And as men, we'll, we'll acknowledge we are mystified by our women sometimes. <laughs> it's a beautiful mystery. It's a beautiful mystery. It's a beautiful mystery. And I also love what John Eldridge says. Every man needs a fight, an adventure, yes. and a beauty. Yeah. And the beauty is caught up together in the adventure and in the yeah. fight. And you get a kingdom couple going like that. Yeah. You get them firing on all eight cylinders like that. Yeah. And they are going to put some hurt on the enemy. I yeah. believe that. We had a quote in our um, in our in our wedding program. I remember it to this day. I don't remember the quote exactly, but it was by C.S. Lewis, and he and he it's something to the effect that um, you know the 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 marriage is not two people just sitting around ogling at each other, going "I'm so in love," but it's two people who are looking out in the same direction hmm. with the same, you know, and, and each way uniquely carrying our giftings, but somehow in the coming together. Um, yeah, That's C.S. Lewis, man. He's an up and comer. No. He's, 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 he's going to go big. <laughs> Keep saying things like that. Yeah. I tell you what, man, oh man. One of my favorites. That is interesting. So, um, so you can see if this is true between man and woman, just on that, you can see that the enemy's tactic would be to divide that, to, di oh, to divorce that, to separate that, to compromise that, or to degrade it into mm. something that's not reflective of God's design. So, okay, so we're saying that everyone is created with sort of a baseline image of God capacity, but it's limited. It's baseline. 
It's enough to help them find God. Oh, yeah. They can reason. They have a sense of morality. Um, they can exercise dominion in a certain capacity. But in Christ, it's regened and elevated to more of its intended state Yes. at the born-again experience. Yes. Now, what does Colossians 3.10 say? Do you know that offhand? By, I, I by, don't know it. Do you know it offhand? Uh, I can... It's something about the image of God being renewed yeah. or restored right. according to the image of the one who created yeah. him. Something that's a, it's pretty close. Yeah. That speaks to process, doesn't it? It does. And so, again, if you think about the Christian life, I mean, we are remade. And it goes back to the spirit conversation, right? So we are we are continually in a process of being, or we should be in a process of being refilled with the spirit. So there, I know there's this big, and I don't totally understand it, but you know, there's, there seems to be, at least in some of the guys I've read a big, a big separation between what they call regeneration, being born again and sanctification, which is the process of becoming more and more like Christ. And I, I don't know. I see those two, they should be more deeply connected. Okay. Uh, I can agree with that. I think in Titus it talks about a, a spirit of regeneration and renewing in the Holy Spirit or a spirit of washing and regeneration. I think the passage in Titus, to me, it speaks to the regeneration is not punctiliar when you, quote, unquote, say the prayer yeah. and you're born again. But, yes, it starts at a point in time, but that initiates a process of regeneration. You know, I think I was... Miss, I think we might be talking about two different verses in Colossians, but three ten. Three ten says, "And you have put on the new self, and get this, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator." Okay, yeah, I forgot about the new self element. Yeah. So we have a new self that's reborn in us at the conversion experience, yeah. but it's being renewed according Renew- to the image yes. of Him who created yeah, him. the original design. Bringing us back to where we should have been. That's a process. That's uh, absolutely. We grow and develop. And how how fast you want to go with that? Yeah. It's a question, right? How far you want to go? And how, so now we're just bringing in the, 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 see, it just touches everything. We're bringing in the process of, you know, Romans 6, 7, and 8, where we're like, okay, how do we work this thing out? You know, by the Spirit, we work this process out of being, um, being renewed, learning to live under His authority. Um, you know, I, I heard a preacher once say, you know, uh, you know, if, if a bunch of, of, um, uh, cars were put out that had a design flaw in them and you, you stopped that at the manufacturing point, you still got a bunch of cars running around that have problems. They need to be recalled. Recalled. <laughs> yeah. So we there's a lot in us that still... I'm just been, seeing the call of Jesus as a recall. Yeah, it as, is as a you recall. you say that, I never I thought like about that. it in that way. I like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's a lot being... I, one of my mentors said, and I think this is pretty common, but um, it's one thing to get the Israelites out of Egypt. It's another to get Egypt out of the Israelites. Yeah, they certainly demonstrated that. Yeah, so that's a picture of of our own lives. Yeah. As we're questing for the more of the promised land, more of the crossing the Jordan, more of the inheritance of dispossessing things and finding our full destiny. 100%. So what about spiritual gifts? Um, As it relates to this, what, what, what are spiritual gifts in the New Testament? Yeah, that's a good question. So well, it's a great place for the church to disagree on what they are, <laughs> right? I hate to say it this way, but some people get so constipated on this. Um, but <laughs> forgive me for a Christian podcast constipation. But what what are they? 
yeah. special endowments from the Holy Spirit, like heightened um, expression of, of Christ's ability in you in certain capacities, mm. like wisdom, for example. Yeah, wisdom. so I, I think, you know, I think the word power is appropriate, empowered. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love... I, what is I, the I, Greek word, charis? Is it grace or empowerment uh, or so uh, the, for, for, for dunam, gifts? Dunamis for power. or uh, I'm okay. not sure what the, how, the, how that's... Um, okay. But, uh, but, but the spiritual gifts are, are the, the, the grace gifts, right? The charisma, I think is where we get the word charismatic. Yes. But I love, I think it was Leanne Payne who said, it's in its simplest form, and I said it earlier, it's the power to know things it's the power to do things and it's the power to say things yeah so you have like what's that like the gift of wisdom it to, to use the classical nine gift list in first corinthians 12 there are several other passages which we believe speak to spiritual gifts yeah. too but so you have the so-called utterance gifts right like yes. what Just are they the prophecy power to say prophetic the tongues you know speaking tongues in a, interpretation yeah, of tongues okay exactly. that would be utterance gifts. so knowledge gifts would include word of wisdom word of uh, knowledge and yeah. maybe the gift of discernment yeah sure absolutely and then there's another subset of three the power gifts i think um affecting of miracles Mm, to do um, the power gifts to of do. healings, yeah. So the power to do, right? To power, power to, to do. To, to, so to you're lay saying, hand on and say, you know, in the Jesus name, be healed. So you're saying, in in, a, in another sort of way, the power to know, the power to say, the power to do. Yeah, I I, I love that. It's simple, but it's it really covers those. Uh, and so, how does this overlay of uh, being open to receiving the spiritual gifts, learning how to grow in them? function in them. How does that relate to this renewal of the image of God in us? Mm, that's a good question. I, I think, um, uh, again, if you look at the, if you look at the image of God as being a functional missional call yes. to, to go out and to, and to affect change or to build as a co-agent. Yes. Um, then, then the spiritual gifts empower you to do that in a way that you would not have been able to do that before. So, um, okay. That's yeah. a big statement right there. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's it. So they are functional. They are missional in nature. Yeah, they are yeah. effectual. Yes. Yes. I love that. And um, how about the fact that, I don't know, I, I feel compelled to say, um, I think a lot of times we think about spiritual gifts, we think about them happening in the four walls of a church building. Oh my, go there. And, and um, that's, that's not the picture that we're getting out of this discussion. It's the power to go out into the world. The world. And, and exercise your spiritual gifts. In the uh, marketplace of in everything, right? the marketplace, right? yes. Not just a marketplace of business, narrow marketplace idea, but the marketplace of ideas, education, mechanics, Engineering, everything. Culture. Culture itself. Right. Culture society. Itself, society itself. 100%. This is salt and light and kingdom leaven mm-hmm. in society. Yes. Permeating. I mean, how different would it be if we looked at the spiritual gifts as not just the ability to stand up on a platform and preach the word or to speak a word in tongues or to teach these five-year-olds, which all of those things are important. We're not saying they're not important, but how... How much more impact would it be to say, you know what, I, I'm a business owner, and I'm going to run this business uh, as a co-agent of the Lord, and his spiritual gifting in me has allowed me to do that. 
yes. and to affect change in my community, among the people that I put in, under my employ. Um, man, how, how different would our world look is that we as Christians said, that that's my calling. George Washington Carver brought it into the realm of botany yes. and agriculture. Yes. Um, solving problems. Uh, I, you know, in, in Eden, you have the call to cultivate. Mm-hmm. And we could say that cultivation is releasing the latent potential yes. of something. Yeah. Right? I mean, God creates the plants, but they're not fully potentialized yeah. yet until they're cultivated. And I think there's some contra- the, uh, controversy, maybe the wrong word, but theologians have gotten kind of uh, twisted up because there are some people, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm really wondering about it, but God made the world and it was good, right? But it wasn't finished, if that makes sense. It was finished in the sense of his part was done, but, but there was work left for man to do. He was going to do it. He was going to take it. To another level. Take it to the full design of God. Yeah, yeah. That's what cultivation is. He yeah. places them in the garden to, to guard it, to tend it, yeah. to cultivate it. Yeah. I mean, if you really dig into the word just cultivate, just in the English, it must, re- it must mean to release the potential of something. Yeah, you and know? I love... So I, I love the agricultural metaphor, and if you've done any kind of gardening, and I've tried to do a little and not done very good at it, but... Um, the ground is complete. The seed is complete. But it's it's. I think it's a perfect example of of that co-agency because you're 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 putting that seed in the ground, and that and anybody who knows gardening or even farming, that's hard work. I mean, you don't work much harder than that if you're Gotta really into stones, it. Stones deal with weeds. Yeah. Deal with but at the end of the day. Yeah. Who makes that seed grow? God. You know what I mean? God. Yeah. So there's probably not a more perfect picture of all the hard work you got to put in yeah. to get something done. But at the end of the day, that trust, that, that co-agency, that trust, okay, God, I've done the work and now bless the work of my hands. That's right. And, and make it's it grow. It's a perfect parable of Jesus on the kingdom with the, uh, the blade, the full grain in the head, you know, the first yes. the blade, then the, then the head, then the full grain in the yeah. head. Yeah. It says the farmer plants and he goes to sleep. Yes. And it says there he does not know how it develops. Yeah, he does. That's, I love that. I we love get, that. It, it, in the Greek, it's a word which actually means sort of like automatic. It automatically happens. Well, it's mm. God causing it to increase. Yeah. That's the automatic part of it. But the co-agency of that. Of that it's, it's just a beautiful picture. I and mean, the process of it. The process of the it. The blade. Yeah. It's growing. The head. Yeah. Yeah. Then there's full fruition of something. Yes. Yeah. And then the cycle starts over, right? I mean, yeah. you, the, the fruit... Has the seeds of it in it of the next of yeah. the next year's plants. Somebody has defined farming as just getting everything out of the way to let the process happen. Yes, just yeah. creating the, the the context for it to happen. You know, removing stones, weeds, mm. predators, whatever. But but and then so, sowing, of course. Yeah. But and on a large scale, I mean, if you if God doesn't send the rain, that's right. You're you're out of luck. Out of providence, maybe might be the it's a beautiful way to picture. Yeah. So, you really believe in living an integrated life and a calling, as opposed to the these Western ideas, which tend to go back to Plato, I guess, mm-hmm. categorizing the invisible and the physical, and uh, the physical is not so good. You know, the whatever the right. invisible, the ethereal is perfect. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. But an integrated understanding. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
So um, I don't know if you want to go here, but um, I think uh, an interesting application of this is, um, uh, you know, how we treat our neighbor, uh, understanding that they are made in the image of God. And specifically in the context that I work in right now, you look at people in need in the community. And what we say to the church is um, don't uh, define people by their need. What we mean by that is you might be working with somebody who has a need, but don't you dare forget that they're made in the image of God. Mm. And how, how would it change, whether we're talking about material poverty or anybody with a need, really, how would it change the way we approach helping somebody if we remember that they're made in the image of God and they have something to contribute Right, so we think yes. of helping people. I'm going to come do this for you, save you, and right. yeah. and that gets really amplified when we talk about material poverty. Yeah. They don't, they don't have, and it's very easy to be to get in this mindset of they don't have, and I do have. Now we're on two different levels. Yeah, but what we teach churches to do is to say, okay, how can you, rather than doing this for them, how can you do it with them? How can you? How can you come alongside them and call that latent image of God in them up and out and say, you know what, you're not helpless. You have agency here. You have right. co-agency right. here. Um, that changes the helping yeah. game completely. Dallas Willard says that one of the things that made Jesus so attractive in a practical sense is his, how he empowered the human condition. Mm, that's good. That's you know? good. And, and again, it's so easy. Even, you know, and you could take it to another level, parenting, right? Um, yeah, and I, we talked about my three kids at the beginning. You know, if I look at them and say, you know what? And back to your word process, there's a, there's a process happening here. And I'm teaching, say, my middle son, you know, how to grow up in the image, right? So, really? and now, and, you know, Jesus said the son of man has come to seek and save those who are lost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if in the, quote, church world, which, by the way, I believe in the ecclesia, that's another conversation. It is. But there's some sense, I think, in which we're moving from a churchianity era into a kingdom era. Yes. That involves the ecclesia. Yeah. But we're going to have to reconceive what the ecclesia is. But that's another whole. It is a whole. <laughs> Thirty podcast episodes yeah, no there. Kidding. Yeah. But so Jesus comes to seek and save the lost, and we've def- we've reduced it to saying a prayer of salvation, being quote yeah. born again, yeah. and then attending church and you know being discipled and 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 and, and doing some things, but go going to heaven someday. Mm. But you know, when God came into the garden after Adam and Eve fell, the question was, "Where are you?" Yeah, it was a seeking question. Yeah. And so, if Jesus is coming to seek and save that which is lost, something I've been working with recently, I want to get your thought on it, Bruce. Could it mean that He's seeking that we have fallen from our place of dominion making, and He's wanting to restore us to that? I can't tell you how much damage I think has been done by reducing the gospel to here's how do you get into heaven when you die. Yeah. And I think that flies in the face of the Colossians passage that says 
Oh, the work that's being done here is we're restoring image bearers. Yes. We are. We are. And that just, to me, that changes and to your point about the ecclesia and what the church actually is. Just changes the whole conversation, the whole, the whole mood of the work, the whole purpose of the work. Um, it's stunning to me that Jesus could have said, I will build my temple or my synagogue or I will build my something but he borrows that Greco-Roman construct the ecclesia right. which both the Greeks and then the Romans executed on right. and the idea was that it's a called out citizenry yes. who meet on a field or in a forum or in the mm. city gates some public space yeah. and they shape the future Yeah, they make decisions decisions it's empowering it is it's not a church service per se right it's not a religiosity or a churchianity. But again, Dallas Willard, the thing that makes Jesus so attractive is human empowerment. Um, oh, let wow. me say this, if I can. Uh, I, I think this is in the strain of what you're talking about. So what if, um, you know, we keep talking about the, the church structure uh, being kind of separate, independent with the giftings versus being out in the community. What, what if, and something I've been on a lot lately is, now, what if the work of the church um, was equipping families, starting with the man and the wife, what if they viewed their work as restoring the image in them so that they can properly rule in their home mm -hmm. uh, and by extension maybe the, the vocation, the particular vocation mm -hmm. they have, um, and it's, it's a much more outward work where the, ch where the church is saying, if, if the church is going to be restored to relevance, we are, equipping, we are equipping families to be sent out to do a kingdom work. Right. But the, the problem that I'm seeing is um, uh, church structures encourage that work to be centered around the church organization rather than the home organization. I'm going to contend with an author I read recently. This is the center is in the center is the home. Yeah, that's the center. the 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 church organization by church. I don't mean ecclesia. I mean the church organization is an equipping organization, equipping the home to go ahead and go out and fulfill that image bearing calling. Yeah, um, I yeah. think that's where in it's society at. in society rather than. It's this outward flow, I guess, rather than you yes. think about the typical church structure. Come to church. Come to and be plugged in. It becomes institutional, programmatic in nature. Oh, yeah. And almost, I mean, yes, there's evangelism that happens. It's outward bound in some sense. But the general arc, if we're not careful, can be to preserve this and to enhance this and grow this, you know. And it's not quite what you're getting at, I think. Yeah, and well... Um, so I would challenge anybody listening to say, next time you're in a traditional church structure and there is a call to serve, watch what percentage of that call to serve is within the four walls of the church. It's usually we need people in the back to be with the kids. We need people to be greeters. We need people to do this. We need, And it's all centered around the church. Um, it's very rarely extended out. And that's where you're going to tell where the heart of the church is. Is it, is it yeah. extended outside the church or is it, hey, we got to keep this program running? 
I don't even know where the ch- word church came from. Um, my understanding is that in Bible translation history, and it was connected with political history somewhere in Christendom in Europe, but there was political influence to call it church instead of assembly, oh, which is okay. what Ecclesia really right, means, a right, convening right. assembly yes. that meets for the public good. That's what the Ecclesia was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was. You meet together for the societal good, the public good, and you make decisions which shape the future of that. Yes. It's a representation. It's a, oh my, it's a precursor or a, uh, a witness to the age which is to come when the fullness of Christ's kingdom is coming. Yeah. Yeah. And it will be civilizational. It will be cultural. It, there will be nations. There will be, you know, John Eldred says that if heaven is a hybrid of uh, an eternal church service and a rest home, then please, I, I don't know that, you know, if it's that, right? <laughs> He's so poignant with his yeah, pen. I but, love it. I love it. You know, that. but no, it, we're going to be involved in the unfolding enterprise of Christ forever. Yeah. Many of the things you're interested in will find their full flowering then. Yeah. I think you need to move in it now. I, if it's books, if it's music, if it's, yeah. you know, commerce, I don't know. If it's yeah. organization, administration. But yeah, I, I'm telling you, I believe, Bruce. You know, and I'm questing and seeking to learn all along the way here. I don't say this, like, dogmatically. We are at an inflection point. An era is ending. Yes. The era of churchianity is ending, and the era of the kingdom is emerging upon us stronger. I 100% agree with that. I think we have forgotten that the kingdom of God is greater than the church. The, the church is an, an expression of the kingdom of God. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, there'll be a time when the church is no more in the sense, in the, in, the, in, the, in the biblical eschatology of things, where it's, you know, I think we talked earlier about how the whole, the whole earth will be filled with this glory. We won't need special assemblies because everybody will know the Lord. That's right. Okay. So, so right um, now we are to be assemblies as a foretaste of yes, what's coming. 100%. And that is a witness to it. It's a witness to that king who's bringing it and to the kingdom which he is bringing. Yeah. So we should be excellent and, you know, we should be integrated, holistic. We should demonstrate the wisdom. Yes. We should be demonstrating the image of God. And I'm not saying, and I don't think you are either, based on our previous conversations, we're not saying that gathering together as believers is a negative thing. No. Uh, or that inward encouragement and equipping is a negative thing. But, but the reason, what is the reason we are doing that in the first place? I think that's yeah. where the modern no, church we are is not getting it to wrong. forsake the assembling of ourselves together, yeah. Hebrews. And even more, it says, as you see the day approaching, it's supposed to be intensifying the yeah. gathering. Yes. The question becomes do we need to do a little deeper theology like we're talking about and reconceive what that gathering looks like? Yes. And yes. how, you know, how it functions and what is the output of it. Yeah. Um, someone raised a great question that can be posed to somebody when they come into an assembly, a gathering of Christians, the church, if you will. And that is, what has God asked you to do and what are you doing about it? Yeah, I love it. Isn't that good? I love it. And how can we help you in that? Yeah. Can we cover that in prayer? Can we resource you for that? Can we yeah. help equip you to do yes. that better? Yes, yes. Instead of 
they come in and that question is not asked. Yeah, I don't. And I don't. they're looked at as, oh, that. Yeah. We can really use them here. Yes, and so there's that whole, and maybe it goes back to uh, the the garden design is the question: Are we going to be co-agents with God, or are we going to be about our own program? That's and, right. And you know, you and I and several other guys have many conversations about how. Uh, you know whose 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 program are we really about here in the first place? Yes, is, is it Jesus it's Kingdom or is are we Lord. building this organization? We have to come before Emperor Christ, mm. Caesar Christ, if you will, the Lord of Lords, open-handed, and mm. presenting ourselves before Him. I will do what you want me to do. Yeah, I will become what you want me to become. Yeah. You know, use me in your enterprise. Yes know the king in intimacy know him in passionate intimacy mm-hmm. and execute on what he wants yeah. that's how you find your life yeah i think I, jesus said if you seek your own life you'll lose it but if you lose yourself for my sake you'll actually find it agreed and so you know kind of back to what we opened with um this this image of god thing it touches everything i mean it, it touches who we I are who god it, is and how it. we assemble yes. and what our mission is yes um it's well worth diving into oh, right as a matter 100%. of study and prayer i think so and, yeah. and wisdom the motif of wisdom that you're oh, yeah. also pursuing goes yep. right along with that yep and are you going to be creating any resources on this uh is that pending yeah, that's that's uh, that's pending. It's been, you know, I think the season of change. I was talking with my wife this morning. This season of change is putting my feet to the fire. Um, I think there's a, and I would encourage folks that um, I think seasons of change. Sometimes we tend to want to batten down the hatches and say, "Well, I'm going to wait till this is over, so we can get back to normal." You so, mean right? <laughs> right. Uh, you know, I'm going to wait till the happen. election is decided, or I'm going to wait till things settle down before I start pursuing this. Uh, and what I hear God saying to me is, um, now more than ever, now more than ever, we uh, God is showing us that He is on the move. You know, we've had this, these discussions about how He's disrupting. Yeah. Um, oh, so uh, another encouragement is, you know, we've we've received a kingdom that cannot be shaken, according to Hebrews, right? Yes. In the meantime, everything else is being shaken. Right. Everything. Our government, our churches. Uh, you know, I work in a nonprofit. We're, we're doing okay, but a lot of nonprofits are going, we don't know how we're going to get funded. Everything's being shaken. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's to draw our attention to the thing that cannot be shaken, and that's what God is doing. He cannot, that was the message of Acts, right? The kingdom could not be defeated. You can beat these people. You can imprison them. You can tell them to stop preaching. You can threaten them. Yeah. The, the Rome's surely more powerful. The, the the ruling religious class is surely more powerful. Nope. The gospel of Jesus. And so the book of Acts ends with Paul uninhibited preaching the good news of the kingdom of God. It ends with that. Yeah. So this, this work is going forward. The 40 days between Christ's resurrection and ascension, he spoke to them about the kingdom. Yep. You look at the book of Acts, which sort of ends with an ellipsis. It's like an open ending, right? Yeah, There's no yeah. period on it. it yeah. Paul continues to teach about the kingdom. Yeah. Is it in Rome at the very yeah. end? Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's, it's, that's the motif. Kingdom, kingdom, kingdom. It's there. And walk with the king in the cool of the day. That's the only mm. way to get the perspective you need. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, I like to say stay cool to rule. There's no way you're going to, you know, be able to rule and do this without walking in the coolness of Christ with him. Um, I appreciate this so much, Bruce. Would you pray along these lines? Would you over yeah. us? Yeah. And um, it's a quest. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, need prayer. All right, Lord, we, we love you. And it's so clear in your word that uh, Lord, I just have coming to mind the the, the kind of Henry Blackaby the framework that, Lord, you're working. You're always at work. And uh, the things around us change. The, um, the circumstances change. But your work never stops. What you want to accomplish never stops. And, in fact, this is never defeated. Lord, there are setbacks. There, there are battles that are won and lost. But your purpose is going to be accomplished. And, Lord, we... We have the privilege to, um, you've called us into that. You've shown us what you're doing, and that's your invitation for yes. us to join Thank you. you. And, uh, Lord, you've, you've opened eyes, Lord, that, that no um, propaganda can, can destroy. And we've seen things that Thank cannot you, be unseen, thankfully, Lord, in a good way. We've seen things that uh, uh, cannot cannot be unseen. Lord, you're at work and we want to be a part of that. So yes. uh, uh, for uh, Brian and I and anybody who's in the earshot of this podcast, Lord, I, I ask, Lord, that you will restore to us the, the understanding and empower us, Lord, to live as image bearers, Lord, with the spiritual gifts to know, say, and do in your name, Lord, out in, out in society and culture and the marketplace and businesses, Lord, in schools, um, Lord, not not as lords. Uh, we're not looking to lord over anybody. Mm. We are yeah. looking, Lord, to show what it likes, what it's like when when you're in charge, mm-hmm. uh, and we we want to live under that. So, Lord, equip us, um, give us give us understanding of the times, mm-hmm. empower us with your Spirit, Lord, and may the may the gospel of Jesus Christ continue to go forth. Uh, may they see, Lord, um, the image of the invisible God in the face of Jesus. Yes. And I ask, Lord, and thank you that we get to be a part of that in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, Lord, we agree with that. And we thank you that the good news is the proclamation that the King is back. Yes. And, Lord, we pray that that dynamic of the gospel of the kingdom would be at full play in our lives personally, in our relationships, Lord, and that it would uh, be reflected in our assignments, the seasons of our life, the assignments, the general arc of our life mission would be reflective of that. And also that you would connect us in the body of Christ with the right people at the right time in the right place to facilitate that, Mm -hmm. to expedite that. Lord, to put your God's speed on that process. We thank you that your kingdom is coming, Father. And we're just living now in the life and light and power, that's our quest, of that fullness of the kingdom which is on the horizon. Thank you, Lord. We give you glory, Father, in Jesus' name. Bruce, I really appreciate this. Have you ever considered a career in radio? Uh, Well, you know, uh, thanks thanks for having (laughs) me on. I... I, uh kind of alluded, but the Lord is calling on me to create some resources. So this, this has been an encouragement to me. I know to that's say, coming. You're, you're part of a group that the five horsemen, I don't know what were the horsemen, yeah, of, but right. we're part of a group here. And um, right. yeah, we know that that's, that's, that's rushing over the horizon yeah. towards you. Appreciate it, man. It's a great, um, 
resourcing of study and, and questing over the years that you're, you're bringing, you know, and that's needed. We appreciate that. A lot of value there. All right. Thank you, Bruce. Thank you. Look for more great content from Bruce. I would say as a friend, he's reaching a uh, place of uh, critical mass and it's all going to come out. It's all going to start coming out in various ways. So um, you'll be hearing more about Bruce, I think. Okay, so the show notes page uh, for this uh, episode, as well as episode 158, part one of this conversation, jesussmart.com slash image of God. encourage you to also check out episode 159 in the middle of these two parts. It's on chaos theory. Chaos theory, God and you, and how God is looking to you to make small changes and uh, insert your influence into chaotic systems to help bring out new beautiful patterns and design. It's very interesting. Would you share this with one or two of your friends? Yes, share it with them. Consider it an early Christmas gift, and it costs you nothing, nothing to give them the news about a quality podcast episode. We appreciate that. To learn more about the podcast, jesussmart.com. Jesus is brilliant as we continue as we continue to process with him, walking with him, his brilliance is refracted through us in unique ways, beautiful ways, and we bring his brilliance into this world. It's all going in his direction. Hey, we are already seeking to live in the potential and the light of that time which is to come in which the knowledge of the glory of the Lord cover the earth as the waters cover the sea and all that that means. He knows how life works best. We'll talk soon.